Evil dies tonight. The podcast starts now. I am Christian Blatt and uh, very excited to have the cast of the Black Cast uh, back together again. It hasn't been that many weeks, but boy, it's been a lot of episodes. Uh, I am Christian Blatt. I'm joined right over there by uh, Jeff DeRay. Hey. A.K.A. Captain EO. You've uh, not been promoted beyond that yet, but uh, one day you'll be General EO, I feel. And uh, our our man out by the beach, the one and only William J. Sterling at Will Sterling underscore. That's me. I feel like I feel like Jeff is, could be promoted to general. Why not? He's been captain for a really long time. It's been like See, almost- what, what happened was I don't know if you've seen the the Oscar winning film The General's Daughter, mm. but uh, I couldn't help myself. <laughs> <laughs> so you will never. Uh, yeah, I haven't uh, seen his jacket as it were his uh, cv his resume so i don't know what sort of service time he's put in but we'll see he can be up for review at any time uh this is our uh, halloween spectacular and there is a very little spectacular as it relates to halloween kills the latest in entry in the halloween franchise and Usually we warn you, like if, you know, we're going to talk about a movie and uh, you might not want to hear the spoilers. We could not possibly spoil this movie for you. Uh, it was uh, spoiled the when the title they... spoils this movie. <laughs> the, yeah, exactly. Uh, the, the movie was spoiled when they considered when they locked picture. That was forever spoiled. Yes. Uh, but uh, our pal spoiled. Dominicus Saxon yeah. chimes in. Just putting this out there. I liked it. I think they accomplished what they wanted, but I hated the ending. If, uh, if, if what I, they I think, wanted was to just fucking grab cash, then yeah, they did. They did that pretty. Well. Yeah. Well, this is the you know it's the middle film in a in a trilogy, and a lot of times your middle film uh, really spins its wheels a lot. You know, uh, Back to the Future Two. Not really that much happens. You know, and yeah, uh, it's great. That's a good movie though, because Empire Strikes Back. Empire Strikes Back is a good movie, but doesn't have an ending so that's uh that's frustrating you know if you're an old man like me and you had to wait three years for that story to continue that was that was very frustrating but uh this it was just like a story that you didn't need to tell uh let me ask each of you what did you think of the previous halloween film halloween parentheses 2018 uh, i'll ask you first jeff 
I remember enjoying it. In fact, mm-hmm. I think Will and I saw it in the theater together. Must have missed uh, the uh, invite to that one. I'm gonna. It guess. was back in 2018. So long time. It was a long time. That was when we were, we were friends. We, really, we were we were trying to uh, x you out of the group. Yeah, you were trying to do the black cast without me at yeah. that point. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> the at cast, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I remember thinking it was fun and it was interesting. I or it was good. It was it was good. Like re-jumping into the thing seeing what's gone wrong in Lori's life after all of this trauma getting yeah. introduced to some new characters coming back to haddonfield i think that's the name of the town yep. i was like cool good times right he, the i mean yeah I, I don't i won't get into my assessment we'll, of the next we'll one, get into the new one yeah i mean it, it was basically like it was interesting because their approach was hey you remember all the other movies even the ones where we told you to forget about previous movies because this was a story now. You know, just forget about all of them, including Rob Zombie. Just just forget about it. Forget about H2O. Forget about literally every other Halloween movie. Forget about part two. You know, so it's like, and I guess technically you don't have to forget about Season of the Witch, but they probably would just wanted you to anyway, even though sure. we've, we've all been on record that uh, we enjoy Halloween 3. Uh, but in, in any case, uh, Dominica Saxon is making the point. I thought that the original one in 1978 was the first of this trilogy, then 2018, and now this. Oh, no, that is not the case. 28, uh, sorry, uh, 78 is the original movie, and now there's a sequel trilogy, and then there's like, what, eight other movies you're supposed to just completely forget about. Um, I saw Halloween 4 and 5 in the theater, and I remember enjoying them immensely. So I don't know why all of a sudden people hate those movies so much. You know, but um, that's just the way I remember it. So, Will, what did you think of Halloween 2018? Um, it, the first time I saw it, I remember feeling like this is a this is whatever. Like I yeah. inherently I first of all, I think H2O is actually a very good is a very good. They did it once. You know what I mean? And they actually did it fucking well. And then yeah. you get that you get to do that one fucking time where you bring Jamie Lee Curtis back and then you she kills Michael Myers and you're like, oh, shit. And then, of course, they made a lot of money. So they made Resurrection where there was like a stupid fucking plot where it wasn't Michael. Anyway, yeah. H2O, very good. They did it once. I am very over. Yeah, the- H2O was good. H2 too, not as good. No, definitely not. <laughs> I'm just tired of the nostalgia requel thing where it's like, hey, if we just get Jamie Lee Curtis back here in this movie again, and then we just kind of like ignore a bunch of these other movies and we just say this, like people will show up and see it. There's inherently like no yeah. stakes. It's not interesting. It's lazy. It's bad storytelling. It's bad writing. But the first time I saw it, I was like, oh, I don't know. Fuck. I guess this. I didn't want to dislike it. And I watched it a second time and I was like, yeah, this is really not very good. It's just cheap and it's lazy. I she everybody keeps talking about like their vision and their story and i'm like what are you fucking talking about there's nothing original or unique about this at all and then it only gets fucking worse with this new movie much much worse yeah yeah who would have guessed that uh, danny mcbride would make a halloween movie and uh, it wasn't uh, necessarily true to the series um i i didn't love it uh, when i saw it i um I think that I might not even have considered it to be uh, Will Sterling trademark and copyrighted fine. I think it was sub fine, as I remember. I think there were moments that were fun while I was watching it, but I think that, uh, you know, it had had they made no more after that, I think it probably would have, in my mind, elevated to fine status. 
because like with that ending, I'm like, all right, well, so we're done with Michael, right? I got him. Yeah. Yeah, we got him. Uh, but uh, I didn't hate it though. I think that there was uh, there was a lot of like silliness and characters that I'm just like, what, what's going on in this movie? Now I only watched it the one time because I know I liked it that much where I wasn't going to see it again. You would like it less if you watched. But my expectations uh, going into this one were, uh, first of all, um, I would be, uh, I would not be seeing this in the theater. I was like, I'm going to ride the cock for this one. The peacock, as it were. I think that's that's how we characterize that, right? Uh, I I even I even paid for a month of the whatever tier of Peacock that allowed me to watch it. So I spent five dollars to see it. Oh, and uh, yeah, I I was I did I currently I previously had had the uh, free cock, uh, okay. but then I had to pay for more cock. Yeah, and uh, I I had a premium cock coming into my house. <laughs> like I didn't name it the. You know, I did not name this uh, this streaming service. You know, I heard they're partnering. I heard they're partnering with BET. Really, mm-hmm. you heard that? <laughs> <laughs> Wonder what they'll call that. Uh, you know what? Somebody will have to send us what they think because I can't possibly imagine what they would uh, mm. try to call that. Um, <laughs> but I do remember a point when there were all those stars channels. You know, there was like all. There was one called Black Stars with a Z on the end. Like was I don't know really? if they still have that, but that was actually one of the channels. Don't think that they do. I, yeah, I think that uh, they might have decided to call it something else. In any case, uh, so yeah, so I wasn't necessarily excited for this because the buzz was not strong for anybody that had seen this prior to me sitting down to watch it. You know, anybody who like jumped in at like 9 p.m. Pacific time on the day it came out and was like, well, I'm watching it. Anybody who went to the movies, uh, the uh, the reaction was not uh, was not favorable. But uh, Jeff, uh, we started with you on the uh, the original one or not the original one, but, you know, the previous one. So you sit down to kill Halloween kills. And uh, what did you think? Well, so first of all, I forgot to mention, because I had thought to say it before, normally I would have rewatched the first one before seeing the sequel, right? This is an instance where I was just like, I'm sure I know that he stabs people. That's good enough. So uh, I'm sure if I had rewatched it, all you guys are talking about how awful it is, I would probably have hated its guts. (laughs) But I think I also remember uh, as I thought more about it, that I think that was one of those times where there's somebody was acting like completely crazy right behind us in the theater. So that might've been distracting from the worst parts of like lack of plot. So we're like, Oh, it's a good movie. People die. People get thrown out. It's great. Anyways, this one, what a complete crock of shit. It was just like, Considering how short the runtime is considering the complete an an hour 45. Yeah. And considering you literally could just not have had this movie. Yeah. You could just. hour and 45 minute cuts. You just mm -hmm. it and be like, oh, we just. eh." Mm -hmm. Because everything interesting in this happened in this story, when they reset these stakes and reset the story, they very much set that, hey, the conflict between Michael and Lori is the like the ultimate conflict of this thing. And so they went, that's our conflict. Here's a second movie where not even gonna, she's just in bed. She's taking a nappy. It's not a big deal. She'll come back for the next movie, but see this movie. Definitely see it. It's not a complete waste of your time. And it's just the dumbest. Yeah. 
No, I mean, Jamie Lee Curtis obviously thought so little of this movie. She's like, I'll do it, but I am not getting out of bed. All right. You you work around that. Okay. This is basically she she Wesley sniped this movie. They had to paint her (laughs) eyes on for all of her scenes. (laughs) Yeah. uh, You know, it's it's interesting because, uh, you know, in a in a month uh, filled with a lot of theatrical and streaming new releases, uh, I had uh, felt as though I had already reached the creative depths, the low of 2021, when I saw the uh, many saints of Newark. Uh, but uh, oh, I they were I I was outdone just two short weeks later. Uh, it was just like oh, you know, Michael Myers literally was like, oh, hold my beer. Uh, and by the way, my mask came off, but, uh, hold my mask too, but don't actually look at me and then I'll put my mask back on and then I'll also take that beer and probably figure out a way to kill a bunch of firemen too. So I think it's a lack of test audiences that have made us get all these like toothless, boring films. I think it's a, I think it's an effort to not give a shit to load. You front load the machine with the nostalgia thing. All you do is you promise people like, like uh, force awakens, right? You're like, Hey, what if we just make the same movie and change out some of the variables and then give people something they already know and then that they will like it and they will pay. So like everybody, the reviews are like, most of the critic reviews are negative fans are split, but the movie still has made like now what close to $75 million. So like, yeah, they know no. opening weekend they're going to triple their budget and they don't care. You know, there's one more. So it's like, I don't. And then you get audiences who are like, well, stop being so critical. Like, I just go have fun. I'm like, listen, all I want to fucking do with the movies is have fun. But yeah. I also want people to give a shit about writing. Like, I hate being in the position where all I'm doing is trying to claw tooth and nail to, like, get my name out there as a performer and a writer. And how everyone's like, you got to work on all this shit. You got to make everything this good. You got to do all this. And it's just been, like, 12 years of that. And then I see a movie like this where I'm like, so it doesn't actually fucking matter. I just have to be good enough to get to that point. So then once I get there, I can just do whatever I want and write shit and no one will care. It's just, like, it's so lazy. I hate it. But yeah, I think that a movie like this comes out of somebody who's, like, written this movie or a movie like this comes out of somebody who wrote a much better movie that was noted to death by untalented idiots who are focused more on what's marketable. I think it comes out of the last one doing very well. And they were like, well, let's make two more and make a trilogy. I, you know, they always are hesitant about how it's going to go. And obviously the first one ended in such a way as if it didn't do as well, they could have said, look, he burned up in the house. I guess that's it for this. But uh, I think this is like, you uh, clearly when you sit down to think about the story, like all of the weight is in whatever the next movie is going to be. So they were like, well, if that's the cool way to do it, I don't know. It just feels like maybe it was noted to death, but I, I find a hard it hard to believe that there's a good version of this particular middle installment somewhere in the world when it doesn't even like try to be scary ever. It's like super brightly lit. Michael Myers is like never in the shadow. He's just always just like fucking right there. <laughs> and it's like the two characters are named Big John and Little John and they live mm. in his fucking house. Like yeah. what what the fuck? This is written like Jason goes to Manhattan, Jason takes Manhattan or whatever part. Like it's to That's me part, it's so part bad. Eight, yeah. But it's almost intentionally like when they didn't know any better. Like back then they were like fuck it, these idiots will go see fucking anything. Now it's kind of the same, but they know better from a production standpoint. They just don't care. So, like, you, we can't make this kind of horror sequel anymore. It's fucking trash. You could do that in the 70s and the 80s and the 90s even. But, like, not in fucking 2021. Like, try harder. You guys 
I don't know. I'm very upset about this movie because this is like my favorite horror franchise. And I just really believe that it is like bottom of the barrel. The amount of praise that Jamie Lee Curtis and people have heaped onto David Gordon Green. I'm like, fuck off. Are you kidding me? This story? And I was like, oh, it's a story about survivors and guilt and and like all this rioting stuff. And I'm like, yeah, no. No, I think everybody knew that they were just there for a new kitchen floor and they want to pretend like they actually give a shit, but nobody does. Yeah, I mean, to your point, the what's on the page is uh, not particularly strong. It's uh, it's very, very uh, badly written. Uh, Jeff, what you were saying before, I do wonder if, you know, you're getting less focus groups just because of, you know, in terms of the pandemic, but was this movie done a year ago and it should have come out? Like I, I doubt it. Look, it doesn't, it doesn't smell like they did a single reshoot for this thing. I think it just sat in a can for an extra year. Definitely. And then yeah. So I nobody think that, aged, none of the children yeah. aged. So that's one of the dead giveaways that this was not pandemic like yeah. reshot. Cause all right. the, like all, there's a bunch of teenage characters that look the exact same age as they did for the 2018 movie. So they right. must've shot this very probably, soon. Yeah, I think they shot it like a year later and they shot them back to back as, as far as I know. So probably. And right. of course the new one, Halloween, this, that's the thing. This I'm so many angry moments for me in the next hour. I'm sorry, you guys, but like, that's great. That's why you're here. They're making two more. One was called Halloween Kills. This is what they announced like two years ago, three years ago. And the next one will be called Halloween Ends. So we knew in 2018 when the first one did really fucking well that there were going to be two more. And the last one was going to be called Halloween Ends. And all the marketing for Halloween Kills is Evil Dies Tonight. And I'm like, well, fucking obviously doesn't because the next movie is called Halloween Ends. So it couldn't possibly... I just, everything about it is so, it's like a fucking Mad Lib that somebody just like filled in all these random blanks about how they were going to make a Halloween movie. And they were like, I mean, somebody wrote Fleebledy Flyble, but I guess we'll, we'll see what that means. Frankly, this movie seems more like it was assembled from deleted scenes from the next movie and the last movie. They're like, well, we have these extra kills that we right. didn't have time for. Let's just throw that together as a montage and call it Halloween Kills. Right. It's basically it's basically a bottleneck episode of a movie. Yeah, of, of uh, yeah. Previously on Halloween, the series, uh, that that's basically what this is this leading the- into the, the sequel. And the surprise, the, the truly infuriating thing will be if Halloween ends is actually like really cool and well done, because then you're like, well, then what was with the garbage in the middle? You know, it's I think if this were the same level of quality as the previous one, even though I didn't love it. I don't think I would have been as outraged because I kind of, uh, you know, I kind of knew what was coming. And uh, Dominicus Saxon uh, does uh, point out, I cringed every time the actors chanted evil dies tonight. Uh, They did say it a lot of times. And yeah, the only things that died tonight were uh, the Ron Howard lookalike and Judy Green. That's really the only things that actually died uh, on that night. Uh, Although I guess uh, Anthony Michael Hall also doesn't, uh, doesn't make it out. You and know. Danny DeVito as the Penguin in Batman Returns. He also died. Right. That's that's who I'm talking about. The the Clint. Ron Howard, Howard or like Clint it. Howard? Then? Clint Howard. Look. Like oh, did I say I like, Ron, Ron Howard? Howard? Yeah, I was like Ron Howard. No, nah, he's a look. They're they're the, all the all that all them Howards look the same to me. But yeah, the Clint Howard look alike is uh, is obviously what I meant. 
Um, but yeah, and it's uh, it was just sort of reminding me too. I was like, oh, they brought back you know, uh, Lori's granddaughter's boyfriend, who was a terrible character in the last one. And you felt like we were done with him in that movie. And right. I was like, Oh, thank God he's back. You know, in a way, <laughs> this movie is brutal for no good fucking reason too. And that pisses yeah. me off. Like the joy of the 1978 Halloween is that you get 45 to 50 minutes of character development and suspense building, and then you get kills. And obviously they don't have the kind of effects we have and stuff today. Uh, sure. but that it was like genuinely spooky and creepy and unnerving and scary and tense and all these different things that now when we get this one, not only is it not even, like I said, not even fucking trying to be scary ever. There's not even a moment where I was like, Oh, that's kind of eerie. Like all the kills are insanely ridiculous. Like Michael kicking a door and a woman then shooting herself in the face with a fucking gun. They set up this whole survivor storyline with the nurse and with, fucking Kyle Richards and with Anthony Michael Hall. And then the nurse dies like right away and no one cares. Like, I'm like, that should have been a really special, powerful, sad moment that this for one of these original people who survived Kyle Richards disappears, presumably to come back in the next one. Anthony Michael Hall. I like the outset where it's like, Oh, I'm getting the people together. And then it just became the Capitol riots. And I was like, fucking sweet. He's an idiot. And then he dies and Michael is just brutalizing everybody in the most violent way possible just because that's what they wanted to do. And I'm like, this inherently misses the point of what makes Halloween, to me, a cut above a lot of the other slasher franchises because it doesn't u- doesn't usually go that direction. Like, it, it certainly got more violent as time went on, but it always r- retained some level of, like, accessibility. It didn't get into, like... Friday the 13th, the nightmare territory until it got to like part six where it was the curse of thorn and whatever it was. And so of course they're like, well, we're going to forget about all the sequels. We're just going to use the first one. But then at the end, I guess he's like supernatural. Cause like he can't die literally ever. And then the more he kills, the more powerful he becomes. So like it's basically the curse of thorn again, you know, like I just I read a thing that is in implying that they think that this is basically saying like, yeah, no, that's part of his, because if I like, I read, I try to read an article like, what makes sense of this? Why did right. they even make this horse shit? And it was basically like, <laughs> this, this is where reality also meets mysticism. Like, no, it doesn't. Like, who did they pay you guys to write this? Like, this yeah. is it was probably a bad article. by the way, probably. It, yeah. yeah, it didn't pan the thing. So obviously, I can't trust their opinion. If it doesn't agree with me, it's wrong. It, right. It's clearly that someone's an idiot. Uh our pal Cam Egan, I'll watch the original 1978 version. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. You you can stop there if you want, but if you do want to watch more, go ahead and watch Halloween 2, which has been retconned out multiple times. But uh you know it's it's still there. You can try to take it away. Uh Will I know how often you talk about how so many of these movies need that guy, yeah. your guy in the room. And uh, I, I'm uh, wondering where would that guy even begin with this movie? Like wh- where to start if you're the guy in the room who says all the things that uh, nobody's uh, going to uh, actually chime in with. And uh, I'll step away for a moment. I'm going to take my answer off the air, as they say, and talk radio, but I'll be right back. Uh, I love, I love being asked a question by a person and then being like, all right, 
Jeff? I don't actually hear, care to hear the answer. <laughs> You're like, I don't talk. I don't really give a shit. Um, I mean, I don't. Maybe you agree or you feel this way too. But it's like knowing that this movie is is entirely an hour and forty five minute cutscene outside of the fact that Judy Greer dies at the end for no good goddamn reason whatsoever. Nope. In a weird, in a, the dumbest way. So she saves her daughter and then she just goes up to Michael's sister's bedroom and then stares out the window. They made this fake thematic through line about like, Michael used to go up there and he'd stare out the window. And everyone was like, what, what was he doing? Like He was just looking at the town, staring out the window. And I, they brought that up like three times. And I was like, why? What the fuck does this even mean? It's, it's, there's nothing about it. And then Judy Greer just goes upstairs to stare out the fucking window. And then he's like, there and he kills her like the guy in the room would absolutely if halloween ends is even any fucking good i don't know but <laughs> i would think he like hey listen covid did us a, a fucking favor we're just not going to release that movie we'll just can it lock it away we'll make more money on hbo max later or some other you know peacock later as like a snyder cut thing but like let's just do the bet let's just do the next one the ends and uh, we'll end it. <laughs> and then if people want more cutscenes, we'll, we'll, we'll release this one. Here's the thing. I think the next one is guaranteed to be better than this one, sheerly based on the idea of there's actually stakes. Right. The When you get to the end of this movie and realize that there was never going to be stakes, they were never going to have him really interacting with the Strodes, and the best you're going to get is a gimme murder of Judy Greer, who was never really involved because she spent the whole first movie being like, it's not happening. My mom right. wasn't really attacked by this story that's well documented and every police officer in the town apparently experienced it firsthand. Right. It's just ridiculous. But anyways... Uh, I thought they were saying, I, or I thought I, it was, what is it? The police officer was saying at the end that he thought he was never staring at the town. He was staring at himself. So again, I wonder if that comes back to the idea of the, what the curse of thorn or whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He looks into the abyss and the abyss looks back into it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's uh, I don't know. I mean, a lot of times you'll see a movie and you're like, Oh, they, they just uh, missed the mark. There's so many missed opportunities. But uh, I don't think they set up interesting opportunities, you know? No, I mean, it was just, the opportunity was to not release this movie. I was telling Jeff while you were away, COVID could have saved them. They could have just canned this whole thing. That's what the guy in the room would have said, and then just release Halloween Ends, and then you're like, okay, and then Snyder it later and release it for more money. Yeah, I mean, so, or, yeah, where you put out like a a trilogy and, you know, you, yeah, you just jump to Halloween Ends and then like, oh, you want some extra stuff in the middle? It's uh, it's interesting because it's a similar thought that I had on the many saints of Newark. If like they put out like a complete series Sopranos set, either you know Blu-ray or digital or whatever, and then included in that set was like, oh, do you want to see kind of like a prequel thing that's like an extra bonus? You'd be like, oh yeah, that's pretty cool, and that's what the bar was. But this was like a new Halloween movie, and uh, you know we we haven't had one in a few years. We haven't had as many movies coming along in general. And I don't know. I think that uh, that made it that much more disappointing, you know, was. Uh, but yeah, like having an extra year to have improved upon this is actually more infuriating. What were you going to say, Jeff? I was going to say, you know, no offense to people who enjoy the medium, but I think sometimes horror fans set the bar for themselves really low by yes. being fans of what they're fans of. Like, 
they love B movies. And again, there's nothing wrong with what they're fans of, but it's like they, I, most of the people I know who are horror, horror fans are also big fans of B horror movies, like just horror movies where there's no real scares. It's just ridiculous. They, because I mean, it's, and so I wonder if when you can enjoy things like that and then you're enjoying the just like murder porn horror movies that we were getting in the like 2000 aughts or whatever, that you're just like, sure, I'm just going to pay my money. I'm going to see Halloween, whether it's good, bad or indifferent. And so the studio knows they've got you and there's no point in them really trying hard because it costs more to try hard than it does to just put something out that like Will's point, it's going to triple its budget. It's guaranteed way to make money. And that's what they're in the business of not necessarily making good movies, but making yeah, money. They don't care. I, I wrote, I wrote a rant on Instagram about this because I agree. He said, he said it's very controversial because uh, I'm sure some people would want to fight me, but sometimes fans are fucking idiots and they ruin everything. It happens. It happens all the fucking time. It's why Ray is Palpatine's granddaughter. What a bullshit idea. I know that people... Um, are unless, that, unless that was their idea from the beginning, but you don't think it was. No. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, no, they've admitted as much. Because that's yeah. what he Abrams has said. Like, uh, I guess next time I should have, like, a plan. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, no shit, you asshole. What a fucking loser. <laughs> you did it to, like, Lost. You did it to everything. You never... How does he keep getting jobs? That's I mean, I to mean. be fair, to be fair, with Lost, I think he, he was, like, on set for the pilot. And then he's like, all right, yeah, you go ahead. But that's... That's all Lindelof, you know, Lindelof and uh, and true. Carlton Cuse were like, no, 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 it's totally not the thing that it really is. And then yeah. it's like, oh, well, we got to come up with something else. I, I or mean, do we? It's hard not to blame Kathleen Kennedy just to the same extent that she was handing out hundred million dollar deals to people like the dudes who made Game of Thrones yeah. at the same time that it was tanking. It's yeah. just like, mm. You've gotten yeah. some you've gotten some mm. hits, but was that really because of you or was that because people like John Favreau just like delivered the Mandalorian into your lap, which right. was going to be good no matter what? You, you mean the the only Star Wars content since really Return of the Jedi that almost universally everyone liked? Yeah. The Mandalorian? <laughs> it's like literally the only thing that everybody's like, yeah, but I do love that Mandalorian. Right. You know. Uh, so yeah, I think Jeff's right in that. Like, listen, I'm a big horror fan, and I love some schlock horror movies too. But the big thing is, is what I was saying before. That was before people fucking knew better. They were cash grabs then too. They were. Yeah. There's no difference there. Like Chopping Mall, right? What a piece of shit. But <laughs> a great tagline. It'll cost you an arm and a leg, and there's an arm <laughs> and a leg sticking out of the bag. Like fantastic. It's a piece of shit. It's horrible, and it only exists to make money. They don't care. So it sucks because they didn't give a shit. But now. 35 years later, we know better. You know what I mean? And like when you actually see a bad movie where they really were trying to make a good Halloween kills and it's bad, you're like, oh, oh, this is just bad, bad, you know? And then you see a movie where they're trying to make it intentionally bad and it feels fake because they know what they're doing. This is like, so to me, you can't get away now with just the cash grab horror film bullshit and fans being like well i liked it michael murdered a bunch of people i'm like you know what sometimes fans you fucking you don't you're not good fans because you don't want to see this progress you know like star wars same thing no like boo we want it to be somebody wrote about i think i read it on this podcast but like we can stop making star wars movies that are essentially about the bushes and the kennedys like please for the love of christ make it about something new and something different and something fresh and halloween is just the same fucking thing where it's like 
Well, they'll like it, and they all do. And I think deep down they know it's very bad and kind of problematic in terms of good quality content, but they can't admit it to themselves because then it means they'd have to admit that, that they're unhappy with it. And it's like, suck it up. Not everything's good, and you shouldn't always be happy. Like, your content should challenge you. Well, and that obviously was a decision, what, 40 years ago was the idea of like, all right, we've kind of told that Michael Myers story. Let's tell other stories as part of the Halloween franchise. And that's how we get Season of the Witch. But of course, well, the re, the I don't even know that uh, the reaction at the time, I think people were just pissed that Michael Myers wasn't in it. Yes. And then it was a number of years until the return of Michael Myers, because, uh, you know, a.k.a. just kidding about part three. Right. You know, and I, I mean, I guess that that's what it comes down to is like they want that, you know. So it's like in Nightmare on Elm Street, you want Freddie making jokes and killing people. Sure. Uh, let's just gloss over the, the child molester stuff. Let's just really focus right. on him killing teens in their dreams now. Let's just, yeah, let's just live in the here and now. But to me, and, there's always a way. And like, yeah. I, I'm always that guy's like, well, I have an idea. But like, truly, like, I'm like, what would be a unique Halloween movie? Because I would love to make nothing more. I would love, I've always wanted to be able to make a Halloween movie. And I'm like, how could I put a unique, very interesting new spin on Michael Myers? I still have Michael Myers sort of, he's in the movie. It's just a different kind of take. I can guarantee that people would be like, half of people would be like, oh, this is interesting and unique. And half of people would be like, eat my fucking dick. This is fake bullshit. Like, not real. Even though it's the mask, it's the same thing. It's the same content. Uh, people just want to be pissed because they want their fucking 10-year-olds and they can't accept things being what if, what if they had just done, added another, you could have just done this during the pandemic too. Add a whole little allegory into this where you got another character who's in their basement the whole time saying how all this Haddonfield stuff is complete bullshit and facts are fiction and yada, yada, yada. And then there's the riots and then they're like, whoa, and then they get murdered. The end. Yeah. And then people have, go. can go like, <laughs> that's satisfying. <laughs> <laughs> Or what his name was like R or something. What what if they had done like Halloween Begins and Michael is like Raza Ghoul, like training the new up and coming uh, Michael Myers. So he's like helping the new, or or you know uh, he's the Hannibal Lecter to the uh, to the new Michael Myers. How about this? In this movie, he kills Laurie, and in the next movie he's finally completed his mission and like lives a normal life. Yeah. He retired. He can actually be a human. He gets yeah. to, yeah, he goes, he goes hired. on Tinder and tries to meet somebody. <laughs> yeah. And then he just has to decide, does he want to stab right or stab left? Uh, mm-hmm. Dominica hey. Saxon. I like the gritty way the nightmare on Elm street remake was done. Not a great movie, but passable. I, I thought that uh, Jack Earl Haley was uh, a good Freddy, just a different Freddy. Uh, and I, yeah. Would I have I, I I remember talking about this sort of in passing uh, you know a few months ago when uh, Zach Amico was on and we talked a lot about horror movies on uh, that episode and uh, I I I I haven't rewatched it but I remember liking it and I was just expecting there to be more uh, but I think that's the difference between a character like Freddy and Jason or Michael Myers you you can put. You can put any idiot in a William Shatner mask, including William Shatner, you know? So, uh, you know, it, it doesn't matter. The character's not as important in these movies. The character development, the backstory, you might want to spend, I don't know, a minute on it 
but apparently they didn't. Um, and yeah, so just, it seems like a movie where every decision made throughout the entire process was the wrong one, you know? <laughs> well, it was the right one for them to make a fuck ton of money, which is clear. I, I guess, that yeah. the only fucking reason that this movie exists. If we can all effectively say outside of Judy Greer being killed, which isn't even necessary, but I will say is at least one plot point that probably probably affect the next movie. Outside of that one thing, the entire movie can Lori wakes up hospital. Oh no, he didn't die in the house. It's four years later. Like that's the thing is like, Oh, Halloween ends is going to take place four years later. I'm like, yeah, no fucking duck. Cause you had to grasp at straws to make a fucking second one. Well, but I mean, even look at the fact that to your point, I'm pretty sure don't they do basically the montage of showing those very firefighters that he murdered on his way out of the house at the very end are finally discovered like, and he killed every single one of these, which was another point in the film where it was just like, you needed to not have this. Like, this is one of those points where you go, guys, regardless of how magical Michael is, we look like assholes when we have firemen who are, rescuers immediately go murder mode and then one by one run at the mega murderer like bad guys in a cheap action film from the 80s it was just the dumbest and the guy with the saws just like i'm gonna hold it up and no no everything's just like come on like nothing (laughs) everyone tried yeah, you would think there needed to be some training if you're going to be the firefighter with the chainsaw. Just, you know? yeah. Like, yeah. Did, did he opt out of that, that class and just be like, yeah, I'll just grab it. It's fine. The you fucking, everybody, first of all, everyone in this movie, in my opinion, deserved to die because they were all written like fucking idiots. Mm-hmm. Um, I, listen, horror doesn't always even have- Even the guy who played Stewart on Mad TV, who was uh, Little John. <laughs> oh, yeah. Both of them. Uh, no, both Johns. All right. Both Johns. I saw Corey a thing doesn't on have Twitter. To be... or, sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. I saw a thing on Instagram that was like, Michael Myers is homophobic for killing gay characters. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not no, surprised. But see, here's the thing about Michael Equal Myers. Equal opportunity he's, murderer. He's, Come on. he's not homophobic. He's not racist. He's not sexist. Kill he him. kills everybody. That's and right. uh, I would say the same for Jason, by the way. Uh, yeah. You know, they both have a lot of inclusion. You know, yeah. I, I think... Yeah, I think we could all learn a thing or two from Michael Myers. And <laughs> uh, I just think, like, first of all, everybody behave like an idiot. And not Fair. horror movies don't always have to be super realistic. But just some of the, not some of the shit, all of the shit that they did. Starting with the firefighters who basically all just kind of stood there and waited to be murdered. Because they all, like, no one ran. Like, I'd be like, dude came out of a fucking burning building. Like, guys, we're firefighters. Like, we should pro- we're not anti-murder people. We should probably not do this. And, yeah. Or we should hit him with like they tried to spray him with the hose, but it did. It was just the and then he killed. He had his missing fingers on one hand, and he's able to do all this shit. And then those everybody who dies essentially is just like standing there waiting to be killed. And that girl who shoots herself in the fucking face, and the fucking like poor older couple. Like I genuinely felt bad for them because I'm like, I understand I, he's like evil and and embodied but there's nothing cool or clever about just brutalizing innocent people for the sake of making an audience have to sit there and watch it happen to me that's not only lazy writing but it's it's very very problematic it doesn't have to be perfect but 
I do think that these kinds of things have to be motivated. And if it's the Strohs and if it's sexy kids having sex, if it's whatever. Okay. But going from house to house, just showing us how he can just rip people apart because he's fucking bored is not interesting or cool. It's like actually super, super dangerous in terms of the way that we receive messages about violence and then encourage people to perpetrate it. Things about violence like it's all it goes hand in hand. When we first had the older couple, by the way, I was excited because the 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 gentleman there, that is comedian Lenny Clark. So I was very excited to see him, a Boston comedian. <laughs> okay. And I was like, good for Lenny. And then I was like, uh-oh, Lenny got turned into a human pincushion. So mm-hmm. uh, sorry. Sorry, Lenny. But, uh, you know, you got some good screen time. But again, that is an example of Michael's inclusionary, uh, you know, he's uh, indiscriminately kills. But yeah, no, I do know what you're saying. There's there's not the rhyme or reason to it. You know, Uh, the the Jason Voorhees hates camp counselors because they're always so busy having sex. And that's why he drowned. Great. That's perfect. So anybody that fits that bill, you go ahead and kill. And then when you go to New York City, I I don't know. I don't know what that is, but. It also begs the question of some of the survivors, right? Like in this very same movie, we see Michael walk up to a kid, look like he's going to kill him, and then just not kill him. Yeah. yeah. What's well, you're difference? talking about the, the flashback scene. Have a, yeah, he doesn't seem and to have a problem killing those, other times. Those, those asshole kids who like pretended that they were hurt in front of Big John and Little John's house, uh, he should have killed them just for being dicks, but they get away scot-free. Yeah. I was just like, if there were ever, you know... I, and like, I think it's important to, you know, to make the decision that we, we can't see violence towards children. Uh, but in terms of the story, the world within this movie, those kids all had it coming. Those kids. Well, why the, would the they kid have that it less Spare, coming than the teens in the 70s? Those are kids. Well, because, <laughs> That's true. Yeah, yeah but <laughs> I mean. Not, they're not legal adults. <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, perhaps you're not familiar with a publication called Barely Legal, Will. Oh, uh, so the it's, Age of uh, Consent for Murder. Y- yeah, <laughs> I, I think, uh, I, yeah, I think Larry Flint uh, wrote extensively about it within the pages of Barely Legal as I to uh, which of these kids were acceptable. To be uh, murdered. Yeah, to be murdered by a serial killer. Uh, Dominicus Saxon. I'd like to see in the next movie that Michael is really a bunch of the town people who just can't let it go. I mean, that was sort of the idea in the last one where it was not Michael, but his therapist that was, and I kind of forgot that story point. And I'm like, Oh, thanks for reminding me. I it wasn't how the, the therapist wasn't killing the therapist was, no, was, was inspired, was driving Michael to, well, literally like driving him around. Like, yes. yeah. Broke him out of the car. And then yeah. like, you know, he stabs the sheriff and then puts the mask on and he looks all funny because the mask is all big. And he's like this <laughs> short squat guy, yeah. by the way. Yes. It's Danny DeVito as the penguin that a whole fucking hospital full of people would be like, there's Michael Myers. Get him. Like, yeah, you're telling me that the weird, squeegee scuttling around guy is responsible for murdering all these people in the town this is the guy and they're like that's him and you're like that's fucking definitely not him no that's that's ice cream man clint howard (laughs) just the fact that they chased him into a hospital and then didn't seem to have they're like fuck your health this is about punching that asshole right and and i did like that judy greer's like i'm gonna lock you in here to make you easier to kill yeah you're welcome made no sense the only death that i was like oh i felt so bad for that poor guy he didn't deserve to die you know mentally unwell this was hurting 
And uh, I mean, it, it definitely felt then like, oh yeah, this is Capital Riot shit. Like I understand the mob mentality wow. thing they were trying to go for, but like, but I mean, it, the the Capital Riot had that, nothing to so. do with the storytelling because no, I know, but I mean, like, that. Yeah. it felt very fresh because that had just happened. I funny yeah. enough, they filmed it before, so like, yeah. the mob mentality thing is is a real problem. But I, it just. It's just so dumb. Like, I don't know. Everything about this movie is just dumb. You know, like every time you think about like, maybe it could have been better. It's always like, nah, it would have been better just to not have it. Like, there's not a fix for this movie. It's just entirely like, let's just not have it. Yeah. I yeah. think they, they I, the, the, once again, the title, they, so they were told to kill it. And they're like, Halloween Kills, got it. Yeah. <laughs> dumb fucking title. <laughs> Halloween kills all desire I have to see more. And yet I know like as, as much as I, I am just in awe of how bad this was. I feel like I have to see the next one because we, I'm like, geez, right. that's where they fucking get you. So we're I all know. Gonna it. Yeah. I also streamed this movie. So I'm glad I didn't fucking pay to see it in the theater. Uh, I would have been livid, but uh, no, but I, I would have, I, I would have actually, gone out to my car, gotten a, a trash bag, and then just been like, fill this with popcorn. I need to have uh, gotten my money's worth, and I did not. You know? <laughs> but, uh, by the way, total aside, uh, I, I was at uh, I, I was at a screening of uh, Eternals on Monday. Oh, yeah. And I had a friend of mine pick up my popcorn for me because I had bought him some Shake Shack, and uh, Jeff, um, the in question uh, came back with a medium-sized popcorn for me. Oh, this no. Is, uh, Does he hate you? At AMC. I think he must. Maybe he was trying to save my life. Maybe he was trying to tell me something. But uh, <laughs> at AMC, the medium popcorn does not come with refills. So yeah, that's just I mean. ate my medium popcorn and then sat and watched another like hour and a half of the movie. <laughs> so I was like, uh, all right. So anyway... <laughs> But we went to see the last duel the other night, and oh, like yeah. there was, it was like a late showing, and nobody here apparently gives a fuck about Ridley Scott because there was like two, nobody, four nobody other people went. Right yeah, yeah, it was yeah. a good movie. I liked it. Oh, really? uh, I've heard that. Kind of yeah, a Rashomon. Seen it yet. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, anyways, uh, <laughs> got in. There was nobody in the theater, and we. I had gotten. I don't know if they changed it up everywhere or just here. Or they were just fucking us over, whatever's going on. So they went from the buckets to like this little bag, this dinky bag for the large. And I was like, well, fuck this. So I just ate the whole thing. And then it's like, all right, time to go get the refill before the movie starts. This is a <laughs> yeah. bullshit bag of popcorn. I got to eat it now wow. so that I can have like a normal amount of popcorn during the movie. That, that's why That's why I started the uh, time under practice of um i'll go ahead and take my refill now when i yeah. pick it up the first time oh yeah you know? they, I'm they... like, yeah it's like can i have a box and usually that question is then followed with oh would you like to uh get your refill now or were you offering to prefer conolingus on me when you <laughs> asked for a box what's in the uh, box What's in the box? Uh, by the way, Dominica Saxon really liked The Last Duel. I uh, still have not seen it. So uh, in the last like two minutes, I haven't seen it. But um, I will uh, I will uh, probably check that out. Although there have been so many movies coming out that uh, it's actually getting hard to keep track. You know, when only like two movies came out last year, like when I just had to see Tenet and New Mutants, it was very easy. There were no other movies that I had to see. I, you know. I, Tom and Jerry didn't even come out last year. Well, though, then Wonder Woman came out in December. 
but you know, yeah. really, yeah, that, yeah, we really had a, a long stretch uh, there. Uh, in any case, well, well, sorry, this is important. I was going to move on, but Dominica Saxon, I have older buckets, so when I go with someone else, I get mine and the refill buckets right away. So, wow. yeah, I mean, when you, yeah, the, there is that bucket you can get that is intended for refills. Um, not, <laughs> not the way that I would like to bring my old bucket. And just be like, yeah, I just bought this today. What? I should have you guys on hand to go to the movies because I went to see Dune. And yeah. I didn't, well, I intentionally was trying to like limit myself. So I was like, I'm going to get a small, I'm going to get a small popcorn. Small. And the guy was like, we don't have smalls. <laughs> yeah, good. <laughs> Only medium and large. You and know I, who that man is? <laughs> that man is a hero. Thank you, sir. <laughs> and I was it's like, a waste of paper. God damn it. <laughs> I couldn't even finish the medium. It was good, but it was like, I haven't had movie theater popcorn in like fucking close to two years. So yeah, because like when just... we went to see Suicide Squad, it was at like 10 a.m. and even I didn't want popcorn then. No, it hurt cool. me, Jeff. It hurt me. I no, would... no, no, I know it hurt me. It hurt me. I, I... I get popcorn every time. I think I got popcorn at the 5 a.m. Star Wars. <laughs> I went to see so popcorn. Well, yeah. You don't I have it popping? Be... Get it going. Do <laughs> <laughs> you want me to get back there and uh, dump some Orville Redenbacher in there? A little. I need a secret. sodium overload or I can't enjoy this film at all. Um, what do we think of, uh, I'd have to look up her name. What do we think of uh, Andy Matichak, who is, uh, is Lori's granddaughter, the actress, uh, it, you know, it, she's the actress who plays uh, Allison in Halloween ends. And in the previous one, um, she, I liked her in the last one. I thought it was like, okay, and uh, she just annoyed me in this movie, but I'm like, is it a product of just this movie being bad? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, did they do that character a disservice? Because I do remember liking her. Um, what do you think, Will? I don't remember disliking her. In the, I think I disliked the movie so much that like individually, yeah. some of the people in the movie like couldn't. Are you talking about for the last one or for this one? For Halloween Kills. Okay. I didn't, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't dislike her in the, in the 2018. Well, I, just one. her decisions annoyed me. It was like, it was like, yeah, I know what you told me to do, but I'm going to go with the angry mob, you know? Yes. And I'm going to go into the house and, you know. That's true. That's very true. Her boyfriend died in the dumbest, like he just kept slamming his head like repeatedly to like break it off or something. Again, more of the murder, like, yeah, I mean, that's that's a problem, right? If you don't care about like the lead character, the younger person who like shouldn't die. Yeah. That's what we've really tra- like moved to in terms of horror movies. It used to be that you there were certain characters you didn't want to die, and now fans are such that, that you know Michael Myers is the hero. They want to see Michael Myers just kill everybody, uh, except apparently Jamie Lee Curtis. So well, no, I, like, but they want to see that. They just know that it's not in this movie. Uh, yeah. yeah uh, so, what did you think, uh, Jeff, about the uh, Allison character? She annoyed me enough that uh, I don't know that I will masturbate to her i probably won't actually so anyway what were your thoughts jeff honestly i didn't think about her at all like i have no (laughs) impressions of her she could have not been in this movie and i wouldn't have noticed like you guys mentioned what she did and i was like oh yeah yeah i hadn't thought about it at all before since or during the movie at any point so well i'm just surprised that her character name wasn't girl john to fit in with big john little john i wish it was yeah Yeah. (laughs) but Goldie maybe Goldie John. <laughs> uh, 
and by the way, an important conversation is now happening in the chat. Cammy Egan, I must be the only person who does not like movie theater popcorn. Yes. Yes, true. you are. What a monster. But, uh, Dominica Saxon, I love it. Heavily buttered, and I bring in my own salt to keep up the sodium content, uh, which uh, I, I admire the fact that he brings his own salt. Uh, I believe you bring it as a shaker, Dominica Saxon. Uh, let salt me know of the earth. I yeah, <laughs> not, a pink, not a Himalayan pink Himalayan salt that he grinds. Yeah, well, there, yeah, there should be like the, the waiter who comes, like, would you, would you like some, and, and just like just keep going. I keep just going. imagine going to a movie with Dominicus, and it's like a quiet scene where there's like a real intimate discussion, and it's just. <laughs> 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 Oh yeah, that's uh, yeah. We we should uh, road trip to Idaho so we can all go to uh, the AMC near him and uh, <laughs> just see what it's like to watch a, a movie with him. Um, were there any redeeming qualities about this movie that I'm no. missing? Uh, was there like because like you're talking about the the kills weren't good in in the way that like you know, in this franchise, you can have some good one. And look, even sometimes in like your torture porn movie, you're like, all right, I'm going to tip my hat because that was War can be fun when it's like, totally makes sense for the movie and some of that stuff, like the practical effects makeup. Like I love that stuff because it's people who are clever, who make shit work. This was just fucking dumb. Like it's not to me, the foundation of Halloween is like trying to make it a little spooky, like just a little fucking bit, a little, just a little bit, even the last one. Was a li- was even had a little bit where he's that, like, finally gets the mask and he's in the yeah. in the bathroom stall and the teeth and the crawling. I was like, this is a very eerie, uncomfortable scene. This is good. Okay, this is sort of like even Rob Zombie. Like people shit all over that. And I'm like Rob Zombie's movies, even Halloween Two, which I used to think was like one of the worst movies ever. I'm like, this is a fucking gold standard compared to this new goddamn movie. Like I'd rather watch Rob Zombie's half masked Michael Myers wandering around, seeing his mom in a vision with like a unicorn or whatever the fuck happened, then watch this movie again. I would, watch- I would rather, I would rather watch a film where Michael Myers auditions for summer stock and then spends the whole movie doing Shakespeare in the park. And- I would, I would rather watch a movie where Michael Myers pretends to be Indian in Toronto, Canada <laughs> and teach people about love. That's what I would rather. With Justin what? Timberlake, is that what you uh, would like to see? So, yep. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, fucking a lot of the love guru or something. That is <laughs> that is the love guru. Yeah, I Which, didn't know what that was until you said Justin Timberlake because I never saw that movie, so I didn't know what you were talking about until you said Justin Timberlake. Yeah. I was like, oh, Jeff's think- Jeff's the one who saw that movie. Uh, Jeff, uh, <laughs> I, I asked Will, but I just try to think of the worst Michael Myers movie. I I would hope that you nailed it, you know, Uh, were there for you, Jeff, uh, because I asked, Will, was there something redeeming that uh, we have uh, brushed past? Was there like, all right, because I will say that I was, I don't know about you guys. I was not expecting Judy Greer to get killed at the end. So that did surprise me. I don't know that it was a great kill, but it was like, oh, wow. Okay. That I I did didn't see that coming. But was there anything for you that you were like, okay, they got this these thirty seconds of the movie, they got it right? No, I think because because this movie was so. Look, I don't think it's always awful for to have a movie dependent on the previous movie when it's meant to be like in succession, right? Sure. But this movie was so one hundred percent 
a continuation of the last movie where it picked right up. Every character is exactly where they were. Go, go, go. But then nothing happens. No stakes, nothing worthwhile. And again, as we'll point out, now we have to jump four years. So it's not even like we go from the end of this into a, it's almost like one shot, one take, one night. It's, you just extended it with a bunch of like bad shit and then are like, and we'll jump to the real end of the, where the story goes from there. Right. Like, no, right. there was just, there's nothing to be redeemed because it was so pointless. All we needed was, like he said, a cutscene. Michael survived the fire at the beginning of the next movie in four years. We jumped four years because we didn't need to come back to these characters that we didn't really like or care about the first time. Right. It's just not like it was, there's nothing to be redeemed in my opinion. Yeah, no, I think that, uh, I think that you're right. Uh, and it, it's, uh, it's a waste in every sense of, uh, of, of the term, you know, uh, waste of time, money, resources, uh, just think of what you possibly could have done with the, the time for all the people. Think of the movie you could have made. With the resources that were given to them uh, in terms of this. I mean, just think of, even if I, it's like you use the same sets and the same cast, if I you had improvised, you if, could pick a script from a pitch at like South by Southwest and have yeah. made that independent unknown filmmakers movie. And it would have with this budget and it would have been so much better received and such a better movie. Than you could have this. taken their pitch for a Halloween movie and it would have been fucking better than what we got. Like, oh, someone who actually doesn't want their career to suck and, like, is still, like, cares about making good content. Like, you could have asked anybody, pretty much fucking anybody, I feel like, <laughs> to make a Halloween movie and they probably would have made a better movie. Yeah, you could have improvised this movie. You could have been like, we're literally going to throw out the script and uh, just let's see where it goes. You yeah. could have yeah. just shown 2007's Trick or Treat and everyone would have been like, great movie. Yeah, okay. Fun. I'll I was, that. If I went sat down to watch this movie and it was trick or treat instead, I would have been like, I am so happy about this. <laughs> I love that movie. I'd be like, man, what a great time. And people were like, Do you like Halloween Kills? It was some other movie. I'd be like, I know it was awesome. It was, so <laughs> it was a much better decision. Yeah. You made the that right little, decision. That little adorable murderer. I mean, the cutest murderer in the world. It's such a great movie. So uh yeah, I think it's uh it's hard to compare the other films in the franchise to this just because it's so bad. You Any know? And other Halloween, even maybe Resurrection, is more watchable because at least Buster Rhymes, Roundhouse Kicks Michael Myers in the face in that That's movie. That's true. And you, did, you got some Busta Bust, yeah. Yeah, you got and uh, a very young Katie Sackhoff is in that movie. And what's her face? The other blonde from that show, Allie Larder. <laughs> oh, Allie Larder from Heroes. From Heroes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And uh, and and uh, uh, Katie Sackhoff, of course, Starbucks. So yeah, I mean, if if, if there's if there's nerd shows involved, I, I usually know the uh, the IMDb of the uh, actress involved. Um, yeah, and it's uh, it's too bad because I thought it would have been great for the Halloween season too. I don't know get a good Halloween movie, but uh, we didn't. I don't, Wait. I feel like we haven't had much in the horror genre in a while. Like I can't tell you a lot of, and then it's like, they'll make a decent thrilling suspenseful movie like um, quiet place. And then they'll make the sequel and it'll just be like, Oh, so you didn't like everything that worked in the first one. Like all the rules that you set up about your world. Fuck them. 
Oh, yeah. That, what if it's a quiet see, place that's not so quiet? I didn't you know, see a less quiet too. place. Yeah. We, I mean, I think one of the things that I just centrally blows that movie is they spend the whole first one being like they can hear you from miles away, and in this one they're like we're in the basement. It's fine. <laughs> don't worry about it yeah, yeah. okay yeah. <laughs> the first one for me like i remember enjoying a lot and uh i, I was definitely entertained but like I, I you know have my small things but overall i was like you know what this is pretty solid and then the ending where they listen love that there's a deaf actress deaf character they play they do that story very well turns out her hearing aid creating feedback in a microphone is enough to blast you know, the armor off this monster and they could shoot it and kill it. So you're saying that the whole fucking world didn't think that supersonic hearing aliens could maybe be affected by just playing shit really fucking loud. They were like, nah, let's not try that. And then some little girl accidentally puts her hearing aid up against a fucking microphone and they're like, this is it. That's it. That's how they figured it out after the whole world died. I'm like, God damn it. You get to the end and then the lazy, stupid fucking twist. You don't think the military would have been driving around with supersonic things, just blasting shit so they could kill all these? Like, we could have done this years ago. Yes, and and interestingly, it's the same way that you defeat Venom and Carnage. uh, Right. With really loud noises. I thought that was interesting with how they had Scream in there. And then they were basically like, yeah, we can't really use this character. Because a symbiote that screams really loud doesn't make any sense. So it's a person. (laughs) It's a person. So it's just a person. Yeah, exactly. Uh, And... I don't know. I think that uh, there have been so this has been like, uh, you know, look, getting uh, movie theaters and especially movie theater uh, popcorn back in our life. And by the way, I did watch it on Peacock, but you better believe that uh, I had leftover popcorn from uh, seeing No Time to Die the night before uh, that uh, I sat down and. I uh, this was a this was a three bowler. I I just kept uh, filling up that ball because how, I couldn't believe what I was watching. How long so. did that popcorn last for you? Like a, not 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 consumption wise. I mean like freshness, quality, flavor. You give it an extra day, two days, three days. Like how long can you? Uh, if it sits in a ziploc, because that's how I uh, I used to keep ziplocs in the car so that I could capture immediately. Like you go yeah. like as soon as I go yeah to the car. It's like zip. yeah yeah. It's like uh, it's like scouring a crime scene after OJ has a party. Your gloves and, and everything. Used to go around and get everything in there. Um, in terms of how long will I eat it, um, like it might not be fresh enough, but uh, I'll, I'll go three, four weeks. I'll still eat it. I don't care. Wow, anymore. that's a lot. Yeah. yeah, I I had a bag from uh, seeing Birds of Prey in February. And then movie theaters closed. So and I was like, one, I'm not, one at a time every day. You not, like, yeah, I, I still had it in the summer, <laughs> you know. And then finally, I got to go to the drive in and, uh, and get some new popcorn when I saw. Uh, actually, I don't think it was for New Mutants. It might have been for uh, Trolls 2, Trolls World Tour when we took the kids. Oh, yeah. But uh, yeah, I will also, though, eventually, even I have to throw it away. Like, I'll, I, within the last week, there was a bucket from El Capitan that I know was from when I took Felix for his birthday to see Jungle Cruise. Mm-hmm. So once I was like, oh, that popcorn's three months old. Yeah, I'm going to have to go ahead and throw it away. Heather doesn't, isn't like, hey, you know, maybe we should. Uh... Oh, well, that, he keeps it in his that, hidey hole. You hide it. That, that was the conversation. <laughs> like, Can I throw this away? And I'm like, yes, yes. <laughs> three months in, if uh, I didn't do that. Um, 
And uh, all right, well, what do we think about this take, Jeff? And, and Will, too, but uh, Kemi again. A friend of mine does the sweet and salty popcorn with raisinets. Now, if, you, if raisinets aren't your your choice, perhaps, I don't know, M&M's, uh, Reese's Pieces. I'm just trying to think of, would you like that? Or do you think that that's an unholy desecration of of uh, the Lord's food popcorn? Are you asking me? Yes, sir. I I have no problem with people who want to put candy in their popcorn. I don't do it because I don't need it, but I have no problem with it. Like, that's fine. I think uh, as somebody who likes spicy foods, if anybody who does like spicy food, try like putting some Tabasco in a bag of popcorn, like a microwave popcorn, and you shake it around. The spice with the salt is so good. It's true. Put a little sriracha. Well, and, you, and, and you should enjoy that spice while watching dune in theaters thank mm -hmm. you and i'm uh, sorry will what were you saying i Bremen I, style yeah uh, uh it's fine yeah i mean I, I agree with jeff like people should do what they want to do i don't think i would do it also because if the popcorn is slightly hot it might melt the chocolate and then you get it all melty oh. on your hands uh, I would, I would hope for that. I would hope for the chocolate to get melted. Okay. Uh, just a little, just a little. I mean, cause I like kettle corn and I like caramel corn. So, you know, candy and popcorn can go together. Uh, not if you're Dominica Saxon, I can't do sweet and salty. It's sacrilegious. So now we know where he comes down. Have you tried mixing regular popcorn with kettle corn? I like that. It's got that, you know, the sweet and salty in the same way, but it's all popcorn. Well, make sure you send us your popcorn recipes, blackcast at gmail.com or tweet us at blackcast, B-L-A-D-T-C-S-T. So uh, we, uh, th this uh, is our festive uh, shit in a bag of- Yeah, what a bummer. Yeah, this is our festive Halloween episode where we're basically going door to door and, and pooping in everyone's bag. <laughs> you know? We're like, trick or treat, enjoy. But, uh, you know- uh, like we said to Cammy Egan like 40 minutes ago. Yeah, just watch the original Halloween. I saw it uh, on the big screen at the Hollywood Forever Cemetery like 10 years ago. I think it was yeah. about 10 years ago that I saw it. It's great. Still yeah. uh, still holds up in a way. You know, it's a, it's a, it's definitely an older style of filmmaking, but uh, you're going to still enjoy it. And uh, Will, I do remember actually you did tweet there was one thing that you did like about this movie. It was John Carpenter's uh, oh, contribution. I right? did write that on Instagram. Yeah, the only thing worthwhile is that there's a couple of music cues that are cool. Like, yeah, good job, John Carpenter. That, that was when I was sure I was going to uh, get it on Peacock and not go see it at the theater. Was when I'm like, all right, if you're just talking about music cues, I'm just going to go ahead and uh, rock the cock. As I that said. was like me politely saying that I didn't like it, and then the more I thought about it and stewed in it, then I decided to write something really long that was like, you guys are fucking idiots. But then people said that thing to you, which was like, dude, just have fun at the movies. And and really, the problem is like the people who make the movies make it very difficult to have fun sometimes. Yeah, because mm -hmm. they're fucking bad. That's the thing is yeah. I'm like, stop saying that my standards are too high. Your standards are too low. Like, yeah. if that, I'm not going to see the, I mean, I didn't really watch The Sopranos, so I'm not going to, I wasn't really invested in that movie. But we No, and if you, by the way, if you ever might watch The Sopranos, don't watch this because it spoils something huge about the series. Even Got though it. it's a prequel, there's something in the first like minute, maybe two minutes that it's like, well, that's going to ruin the series. Well, it's going to ruin something about the series. Yeah. So. Okay. Oh, you mean well, the very opening? 
Yeah, there's something that yeah. someone says in the very opening. Yeah. Like, yeah, so yeah. There was something about it that I was like considering just watching it because I hadn't seen The Sopranos, yeah. because it was a prequel. I was like, maybe I'll well, give this a shot. It should have worked in that way, but then they went and made sure that it didn't. It's and basically so, people, actors who you know liked The Sopranos doing impressions of maybe their favorite characters from The Sopranos. Yeah. Like That's what that movie was to me. Including Enofini's son. Yeah. Which I thought was sweet. I was like, that's cool that he's playing him that's very special that's why i thought about watching it but then it turns out maybe it's not so good yeah it's like yeah. uh vera for me trying to do a caricature of tony soprano's mom being like oh tony yeah which i thought she was one of the things that uh that worked better than other things you know you have uh, the punisher as johnny soprano mm -hmm. and uh John two, Corey, Corey Stahl two, you, as, uh, as, uh, as Uncle Junior, which th that was fine. But uh, Wait, what's yeah. the catchphrase? He said there was a catchphrase that he would always repeat when trying to get into. Well, he said it. He, he said it one play. time too many in in this movie, which was like, "Yeah, but this cunt," basically. So, like when he said it once, it was like, "Ha ha!" Oh no, he did it again. But uh, yeah, I, I think that uh, we'll we'll have a, a little bit more of an in depth conversation about that. Uh, you know, in a future episode, uh, because uh, I really was prepared to do a show, but that was the worst movie I, I'd seen maybe ever. And now it's like, no, it's well, I don't want to say it's the Godfather compared to this, but it's at least the Godfather three compared to Halloween kills. So um, but uh, there, I didn't look, there's a lot of other movies that we got to talk about. Uh, we'll we'll have to talk about uh, about Dune, which uh, is uh, greenlit you know, for part two. Greenlit for part two. So it's like if two hours and 40 minutes wasn't enough time, great. You'll get, no uh, way. you know, David Lynch is like, you know, I needed a uh, two hours. Uh, if, but, you guys uh, you guys need really, if you guys really loved Dune, don't ask me to be on that episode. Oh, no, I, I, I uh, don't. I, I wouldn't say I really loved it. And that's all. Even if I did, I'm like, well, now I definitely need to have you on it. Well, uh, I didn't. I reckon it's like Game of Thrones. I'm like, I recognize that this is a technically good movie. And I'm, I'm not sorry, Will, did anybody get raped in this movie? Yeah, it's true. So uh, it's not like they should have been. That was one of the worst things they cut out was the boy <laughs> rape. Uh, you I wanted like, there, you wanted there to be some uh, giant sandworm rape. Listen. No, look, Baron Harkonnen rapes boys. That's a big part of that character. He in the rapes books? boys. Yeah. It's basically oh. every scene. Wait, you're that not you're being you're not being sarcastic. Not no, no. All. That's what that's why I'm asking you because I I of dead serious. The the, book. the wow. um Skarsgård's character, the one that floats in the air. Yeah, like every time that he's having these little meetings with people, they're basically he either is like have a boy drugged and left in my chamber. Oh, you're staying with me, and then it's like you and they like talk about like signs of trauma in the eyes of these like young boys. Oh, He's like trying to bang a boy that looks like Paul Atreides, like, and it all speaks to this power dynamic of why he's doing some of these like vile wow. things. So it's it, there's definitely a, more character development they couldn't even fit in the movie. Well, I just thought it was really fucking boring. I uh, yeah, that's my that's my. I mean, same thing as 2049, right? Though. Blade Runner? Exactly the same thing where I was like, yeah. this is beautiful. It sounds great. Beautiful. Well yeah. But goddamn, this is the most fucking boring thing in the world. Like an hour in, I was like, Jesus fuck, I got another 90 minutes of this shit. Are you kidding me? <laughs> that, that was a surprising thing about it. And uh, again, we'll talk about it in the future. But I will make one more point about it, which is that uh, I do love that even in a uh, distant future, very far away, heroes can still be named Paul. You stealing my joke? Yeah, I know. That's why I said <laughs> God damn it. Paul Walker. <laughs> 
You did. That <laughs> I was right. I, I wanted to get to it before you did. <laughs> the two things about the distant future I'm very excited for is that people are still named Paul and they have bagpipes. I actually thought that I remembered the way you said it. In the year 10,000, they have yeah. bagpipes. Fucking amazing. What a great yeah. everlasting Frank, musical instrument. <laughs> Frank Herbert pulled Harkonnen from a phone book. It's a sweet uh, Finnish name. Oh. So it's all supposed to be kind of like the idea is these are people who've gone way into the future because <laughs> yeah. it's like the year 10,000. Right. So it's yeah. like if you were and, from some Swedish family 10,000 years from now, do you think your name and, would be still Will or do you think it would be like Flegelborp? And clearly he <laughs> was uh, clearly he was on a road trip when he named Jason Momoa's character. He was just like, oh, yeah. Duncan, Idaho. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. right. That, that is that is where I bought this. So mm -hmm. um, anyway, uh, yeah, no, Will, you not liking it is is interesting. I'm going to I think I'll bring in someone that I know loved it, too, because uh, you're going to be angry at me and I'm going to go. No, 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 no. It's not somebody who's going to be angry at you. It's just uh um, I'm sort of in the middle on it in that I'm like, if it's I going it. to be five, if it's going to be five hours, I wish that they had conceived it as like a series or something, you know, where it was broken up. I wish up, there was know. a fucking third. I wish there was a second and third act. It's just, well, one, that's one the problem that you split the it's, book in half though. Yeah. You know they, I mean? it's, so it's like, they literally took what should be the end of like an act to make a full movie. Cause it's like, again, they, they went out of their way to not dive too deeply into the things they're going to have to dive into for the entire next movie. Like right. they're still yeah. going to have to explain a bunch more and they tried to set the seeds for some of these things. And like, I saw something that was complaining about how Zendaya is in the movie for seven minutes. And it's like, great. You know, she's going to be in the whole next yeah. movie, the yeah. whole fucking I bet you thing. she got paid a fuck ton of money to only be in that movie for seven minutes. Oh yeah. She worked yeah. like for a week and got but probably got just a grip. It's one of those things like, um, what's his face? Oh, um, guy who played the Hulk. Why can't I think of his name? And then got fired from it. No, uh, Ed Norton, Ed, Ed Norton, Ed Norton as like the, whatever guy at the end of Alita battle angel, he's like the big bat. You have like a big name actor setting it up to be this character. That's going to be much more integral in the right. main story as you go. And that's who she is like very important yeah. character going well forward. if you remember uh the second andrew garfield spider-man amazing spider-man there are all of these incidental characters uh mm. the the actress from uh, star wars rogue one uh Jin or so who's that actress uh, i can't remember her name but she plays like norman osborne's like secretary and she's felicia hardy who's the black cat like we there give us her character name and bj novak is it like you have all these people who are in it and like ah, oh, they're gonna be in other movies <laughs> just kidding they are, they are not gonna be in <laughs> well now movies. you never know at this point well now you don't know it's true but uh yeah. uh anyway so uh yeah there's uh so those are that's a movie i want to talk about uh we still need to have a black cast uh, about Venom. We did our No Time to Die with uh, our pals Sam Whitfield and Mark Hunt. Uh, we did that. That was our previous episode, Blackcast 462. So if you've seen that, uh, check that out. Uh, and I'm trying to think of what else. Uh, can't talk about Eternals yet, but uh, we'll have an episode on that. 
and uh, I'm missing something. There's something else I went to see, but uh, you know, it's uh, it's hard to keep it all straight. But uh, and I, I think we need to really spend some more time on uh, the the manly taints of Newark, as a friend of mine referred to that movie. Um, but uh, it's all right. We've packed enough fun into this uh, Halloween uh, shit stravaganza. So. Um, and uh, if there's anybody that we talked out of seeing Halloween kills, I feel like justice is served. Yeah, I, I feel like we. Yeah, this is an hour and fifteen minutes well spent. If we have convinced yeah. anyone to, we've not saved watch you it. technically now at this point thirty minutes. <laughs> You've no. got an extra You're half welcome. hour now. <laughs> You're welcome. You can achieve uh, more than the whole plot of the movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, we'll uh, we'll all reconvene sometime very soon. Uh, you know, doing our uh, full episode on Clifford the Big Red Dog. No, I'm not sure what, to, but uh, we gotta. We got to really take some time to talk Dune. Hey, do you think that uh, we could do a Dune episode as long as the movie? I don't. I don't think it's possible. Uh, and uh, But uh, that'll be it for this time. Uh, until next time, Will, where can people find you? At Will Sterling underscore on uh, Instagram and Twitter. Insta, Twitter, and uh, Facegram or something. And uh, Jeff, would you like to be found? Or would you like... To... No, and I don't I don't appreciate you guys giving tips to the FBI like that. <laughs> well, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Christian DMZ. Please subscribe to the Blackcast YouTube channel. You will get the video versions of this show, our show Marvel Movie Talk, where just earlier today we premiered a two hour and twenty minute interview with uh, legendary X-Men writer Chris Claremont, whom I've now interviewed for, believe, a total of 12 hours, I think, wow. uh, over the course of uh, eight years. So uh, I'm going to try and get a full day's worth in. So I uh, still got 12 more hours to do. I'll, I can't I'll believe he's willing to just give you this much time. Have you guys met in person? Yeah, I did. Okay, yeah, and he'd, and he'd been signing at a con all weekend, so uh, he he was not particularly happy. But we had a great conversation all the same. Where it's at the point where he's remembered like what he's talked to me about before. Now, yeah. it it took a few years, but like in this conversation, it was a couple of like, well, I think we talked about the last time that uh, I'm like, yep, I'm memorable. It's got you fired on your Mister Mister Sinister, <laughs> and of course, uh, you can find all that stuff there. And uh, subscribe to the audio version because uh, that way you can uh, just get all of it, all the musician interviews and everything that uh, you can find that way. So uh, we appreciate everybody's time. We will see you next time on the Blackcast. <laughs> Ha 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 